Big Rap Show podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. They are the champion's choice, with many bands around the world playing G1 products, providing everything you'd need to hit the circle or the big stage. So check out G1Reads.com as they keep the lights on here at the Big Rab Show podcast. Hello there, everyone, and welcome to another Big Rab Show podcast. How are you, folks? Hope you're all keeping well out there in podcast land. Aye, another week has rolled round in the bagpiping world, and we're back again to talk about what we know and love. <laughs> well, uh, let's get through your introductions before we get into anything else. We've got a lot to pack into this week's show, including quite a cool topic of the week as well. Yeah, we'll get into that. Uh, but first of all, if this is your first ever Big Rab Show podcast, then you are welcome. We are the show for the bagpiping folk, reflecting everything in the bagpiping world, be it Celtic music, folk music, or indeed our bread and butter, which is competitive piping and drumming. Each and every week we're here talking about what we know and love to be the music of the great Highland bagpipe and its people. And yes, like every other podcast out there, yep, you guessed it, we have a Patreon. So... If you want to go and help support us, you can. Go over there, click on support. There's a link in your show notes right now where you can go and click on that button and get your mitts on all of the extras. And there's plenty of them at the moment. So, uh, yeah, have at it. Have at it. Be part of the Patreon faithful. And, uh, yeah, be a part of a select few who do get their hands on all of the juicy extras. There you go. Right. Well, let's get into this week's show good and proper, shall we? Now, listener mail. Uh, we start every show with listener mail, and this week's has been quite interesting. We're about to get into the reasons why. Yeah, for those of you who listened to last week's podcast, uh, I kind of threw out the challenge to everybody, because uh, I know you're quite a creative bunch. Now, you know that we have a section on the show here that we've had for years called Stuff That Rap Got Rock. Right? And that's what I normally do. I normally sing it myself, and I hit the arm of the chair what I did here now sitting right here or normally slap the table or something right and for the longest time I've always wanted a theme tune so I threw the gauntlet down and asked you folk out there to make us a a theme tune for stuff that Rab got wrong and uh, let's just say listener mail this week has been filled uh, with various different ideas and uh, I'm going to highlight a couple of them on this week's show. Now, that's not to say uh, we have closed the door, because the door is definitely open. So if you do want to submit your own theme tune for stuff that Rab got wrong, then you absolutely can. Uh, BigRabShow at gmail.com. But first of all, I kind of want to highlight this little tune, I guess, for st- things that Rab got wrong. Uh, this is from Eric Evanhouse. The legend! Yes, the composer of the Big Rab Show Hornpipe. Uh, what an absolute legend. And yeah, he has composed this little tune for stuff that Rab got wrong. <laughs> stuff that Rab got wrong. <laughs> Love that. Oh, that's so cool. And if anything, Eric's getting a little silly with it in recent days. He's actually wrote a harmony line for it as well. And uh, yeah, I know that that's, I think the, the actual tone there is coming from the Pipewriter software that he's using. I think it's Pipewriter he's using. Uh, but anyway, we haven't got an actual bagpiper playing it yet, but it's a work in progress. But there you go. We think of that. That's quite cool, isn't it? The drop got wrong. Love that. Uh, so, th- shout out to Eric Evanhouse. You're a legend. It's an absolute. He said it's a work in progress because I say he's done a harmony line. I expect it'll be more 
at that. So there you go. What do you think of that? That was cool. Well, our next one then came in from Jim Fogelman. Yes. Shout out to Jim. Uh, yeah. Who, what do you think of this one then for stuff that Rab got wrong? Stuff that Rab got wrong. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's very simple. It's very close to what I do, actually, and just slap the table here. Uh, but nah, giving an old honk on the drones. Brilliant. Absolutely love that, Jim. That was brilliant. So stuff that Rab got wrong. Uh, get creative with it. I do know you folk out there are a very creative bunch. Uh, as you've just heard, there's a couple of ideas already. Uh, yes, I did say that if you can incorporate piping in any way to the stuff that Rab got wrong jingle, then brilliant. But it's not necessary. You don't have to. All right? So... There you go. Have at it. Our email address is always bigrabshow at gmail.com. That address again, bigrabshow at gmail.com. Yeah. <clears throat> now, following last week's episode as well, uh, we got a bunch of questions asking uh, about Josh McGackern and the Chandler Rand podcast and asking when the next episode is, etc. Uh, I think we answered that kind of in the uh, interview section of the yeah the topic of the week. So maybe you didn't listen to it in full, but we did... You know, kind of unpack that a little bit with Josh, and they were saying that the Chanterant guys would make podcasts now when they can because they both have such busy schedules. Uh, I have the luxury here where it's just me, I guess, and uh, whoever I'm bringing on the show each week. Um, so the only person I have to coordinate with is myself. So I do have that luxury, I guess. Uh, but yeah, shout out to Josh McGeckern on last week's show. Very, very cool interview. If you haven't listened to it yet, Go back, have a listen. It's quite an interesting conversation, unpacking the similarities between the scene in the US and here in the UK and possible lessons that we could learn uh, when organising competitions here in the UK. Uh, So, yeah, very interesting chat and uh, not the worst edit I've ever had to do. I'll be honest. Uh, There's been other times where Josh has been on the show and it's been incredibly difficult. Uh, The beat machine was nearly worn out. (laughs) But this time round, it wasn't too bad. So there you go. All right, let's fly on. We've got other stuff to get into. Uh, let's talk about the Big Rab Show listener survey, which is now closed, by the way. Uh, so, yeah, a huge thank you to everyone who completed that listener survey. We are now, uh, well, yeah, we're going to be holding a bit of a team meeting, I guess, all of us here in the Rab Show team, to kind of consider all the points and comments that were put across. Because uh, not only were the points put across about the podcast and what you folks would like to hear more of and less of, uh, but also it's going to shape the future of our Fuse FM Balamoney radio show. Yeah, there's been a lot of commentary over there about what we do on Fuse. Uh, so we're going to be taking all of that on board. So thank you, everyone, for all of your really interesting thoughts. Um, there was some hate mail, not going to get get it completely twisted. There was absolutely some hate mail in there saying, Rob, you should just hang up the headphones, stop doing this out of podcasting nonsense, it's not for you. So, hey, I guess we can't please everybody. But at the same time, there was absolutely a lot of constructive criticism in there, a lot of stuff for us to work on. So, yeah, you're going to see a direct result of that on this week's podcast. Oh, yep, because things are changing around here. Yep, we are no longer going to have word of the week. It's gone. Yeah, going by the listener's survey, you folks really didn't seem to care for it. So, bye-bye, word of the week. It's gone. Uh, One of your favorite features, however, that you really seem to love was Weekly Drone. However, yeah, we haven't got any Weekly Drones this week. Yeah. JD manages to get another week off because apparently everything is tickety-boo in the bagpiping world. And uh, if that's to be believed, I don't know. Uh, But yes, if you do want to submit your own weekly drone for our 
favourite section of the show, uh, yeah, go to our website, thebigrabshow.com. There's a big button right at the top of the page where you can let us know your thoughts and opinions on everything in the bagpiping world, warts and all, completely anonymously. I think that's the, the beauty of it here, that there's no identifying factors. So, there you go. Let us have it. It's on our website. Yeah, just click the button and type away to your heart's content, and then you'll hear it on the pod. Indeed. So, uh, yeah, and just to let you know that the listener survey has now completed and will now start having effects for various things on the podcast going forward. You might notice that last week we brought back dates for your diary, and that was another welcome return. A lot of people really seem to love that. So, yes, we've brought back dates for your diary. Okay, uh, but also, say, word of the week, gone. Uh, weekly drawn, eh, we wish it was here, but we don't have any, so send them in. Uh, but there will be other adjustments on the show going forward. There was a few ideas kind of spitballed around, and a lot of them really quite interesting, and a lot of us in the team are going to do what we can to try and make them happen. So, yeah. By way of summarizing all of this, just a huge thank you to everyone who contributed to the listener survey. Uh, you will see and hear very visible changes here to the show going forward. Uh, so, yeah, looking forward to future shows for that for sure. Once we get a chance to unpack it together and work out a plan of action, of course. Anyway, podcasting behind the scenes. It's very glamorous. <laughs> Oh, okay, right. Let's fly on. Uh, I have to give a shout out this week to the Droning On podcast. Yes, shout out to Jim. Uh, the Droning On pod released episode 100 this past weekend. And uh, I have to say, if you haven't listened to episode 100 of the Droning On podcast, you absolutely should. All right? Because it's a. Um, how can I describe this? It is. Uh, it's epic, <laughs> is the word I'm going to use. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it, but episode 100 of the Droning On pod uh, had everybody from around the piping bod- podcasting world, uh, yeah, muscling in and helping celebrate 100 episodes. It was brilliant. So, yeah, shout out to the Droning On podcast. If you haven't listened to episode 100, we're absolutely pointing you in that direction go now listen to droning on episode 100 i don't mind even if you pause this one and then come back uh yeah but shout out to the droning on congratulations on 100 episodes and here's to another 100 another three four hundred you never know oh by the way that was some listener mail that we got in this week Mm, somebody was asking about episode 400 oh now you might have guessed by the number of this episode 371 that yeah, this year we will be hitting episode 400. And for those of you savvy enough uh, in your mathematics, I guess, that yeah, episode 400 will be on the 11th of September. So just after the World Championships. Yeah, so that's going to be quite a busy time for us here on the Big Rab Show. So, of course, we're going to have the Euros, the Worlds, and we're going to pipe and live, all of it. And then the Belfast Tattoo, all that kind of stuff, all in the middle of it. And then we're going to have episode 400 in the middle of all of it, too. So the email that was sent in to us uh, by an anonymous emailer, didn't want his name read out, uh, had asked us, have we any plans for episode 400? Uh, right now, the team are working on something, potentially. Uh, not going to spoil it just yet or an- make any sort of announcement by any means, but we are aware that episode 400 is happening this year. And, yeah, we do hope to do something to mark our 400th episode. It's kind of crazy that we've been doing this now almost for 400 episodes straight. Well, at this point, 371. It's still nuts to me 
you know, I thought 10 episodes was an achievement without missing a week. But here we go. 371 without ever missing a show. Crazy. So, yeah, we're thundering our way towards episode 400. If you folks have any thoughts, actually, on what you would like to see us do for episode 400, feel free. Email us in, bigrabshow at gmail.com. We are working on something in the background, but we would absolutely love to hear your suggestions as well of what you would like to hear. There you go. So... As we're fast approaching episode 400, and uh, yeah, the Droning On podcast has celebrated their 100th. I don't know, it's a good time to be involved in podcasting in the piping world. Absolutely. There you go. Right, let's fly on. Uh, So as you might have guessed, we do not have any Word of the Week this week. That feature is toast. It's gone. Bye-bye, Word of the Week. No more. Uh, And then, uh, yeah, Weekly Drone. We don't got any Weekly Drone this week either. Yeah, I'm at a bit of a loss now. Well, not really. Another part of the show that is toast. (laughs) Another part of the show that's toast is What's the Crack? Normally, at this point, we would take a short break and then come back with What's the Crack? uh, Where I give you a brief summary of all the news and updates and and that from the past week uh, in What's the Crack? And, um, yeah, it's gone as well. Uh, So, bye-bye, What's the Crack? Uh, Who knows? These things might return if enough people complain and we'll bring them back. Uh, But for now... Word of the week, gone. What's the crack? Gone. And we may well replace these with brand new sections in the future. As I said, we do have some ideas bubbling on the back burner, and they may come to future episodes. We'll just have to wait and see. But for now, I am actually going to take that break, and we will come right back with all of the news and updates, of which there's plenty this week. Do you wish piping could be fun again? Bagpipers around the world continue to struggle with their instrument, despite hours of hard work trying to get better. Bagpiping should be fulfilling. Your hard work should pay off. Showing improvement and the freedom to express yourself musically. Or why do it? The Dojo University believe every piper should be able to free themselves from musical frustration. Proven over more than a decade of successful teaching and accessible anywhere with an internet connection, the dojo is unlike any other bagpipe learning experience in the world. Let the dojo channel your enthusiasm into a fun and fulfilling program that will empower you with the knowledge to fall in love with piping all over again. So go to dojouniversity.com forward slash big rab and take advantage of our 30-day free trial of Dojo Premium Membership. Join the global community of students today and rediscover the fun of bagpiping. DojoUniversity.com forward slash Big Rab for a 30-day free trial. McLennan Bagpipes by North Carolina artisan instrument maker Roddy McLennan from Euston, Scotland. Proud supplier of bagpipes, small pipes and chanters to Ali the Piper. One-of-a-kind instruments crafted from the finest materials using traditional skills for more than 30 years. Attention to detail and dedication to the highest standards of quality guarantee you a bagpipe which is more than just a musical instrument but also a work of art. Custom made for you in a variety of wood with the widest range of profiles in the industry. Repair, restoration, replacement, refurbishment services also available. Check out bespokebagpipes.com for more information. McLennan Bagpipes. Born in Scotland, made 
in the USA. Yes, let's get straight into the news and updates, shall we? Now, this past week here uh, in the bagpiping world has been quite a difficult one. We've had quite a number of quite famous people in the bagpiping world, especially here from Northern Ireland, uh, sadly pass away. This past week, we put out the announcement of the, the tragic passing of John Lappin. Yes, he's been quite a famous figure, uh, especially of late with the Kids with Cancer charity night where he's entertained crowds now for years. He's quite famous for his yodeling performance, his sense of humour, but also his love for piping and drumming. The bagpiping world here in Northern Ireland will definitely miss him, and around the globe for that matter as well. John was a real loved character, and we do want to send our sincerest condolences to all of the Lappin family and to all of his bandmates from over the years. There's too many to mention, uh, but yeah, our sincerest sympathies to all of you. Also, this past week, we had the announcement from Ravara Pipe Band of the sad passing of William Connolly. Yes, now that's a name that's quite synonymous with the Rivara Pipe Band, of course, being a long-term member. But also, William was the father of their current pipe major, Samuel Connolly. Uh, so, better known as Willie, of course. Everyone here uh, in the Northern Ireland scene will definitely have known Willie well. If you've ever been to a competition here in Northern Ireland at all, you're bound to have ran into him at some point. Yeah, quite a stalwart of the bagpiping scene here in Northern Ireland, and all of us, I'm sure, will miss him greatly. All of us here in the Big Rab Show team want to send out our sincerest condolences to all of the Connolly family, all of Willie's friends, and of course to everyone there at Rivara Pipe Band. Also, we had the news on February 15th of the sad passing of snare drummer Neil Sloan. Now that well may well be a name that's recognised by many, but of course he's best known for being a snare drummer with Boghall and Bathgate, Caledonia. This was through the 70s and 80s, and Sloan was also part of that great grade one Boghall drum section under the leadership of Tom Brown. Yeah, so again from all of us here on the Big Rab Show team, all of these tragic passings really do leave their mark, and we do want to send our sincerest condolences to all of the Sloan family, to everyone there at Boghall and Bathgate, yeah, such a stalwart again of an iconic drum corps there at People's Ford, Boghall and Bathgate. Now I'm sure we'll be feeling this tragic loss. Again, we send our sincerest condolences to everyone affected by these tragic losses this past week. And yeah, it's a difficult time right now. So for everyone feeling these tragic losses, we are with you. We do send our sincerest condolences and sympathies. We need to fly on. We have a lot more news to cover. And as much as we've been getting some real tragic news in the bagpiping world with the loss of some big names for sure, we have some positive news to reflect on as well. I do want to look towards the New Zealand Nationals. Yes, the New Zealand Nationals, of course, we've been mentioning them now quite a few times over on Fuse FM. We're looking forward to them. 15th and 16th of March. Well, we finally got news that uh, the entries for the upcoming Nationals I've seen a huge increase. 52 bands in total are going to be jigging it out at this year's New Zealand Nationals. This is up by 13% on previous years. So, yeah, it kind of bodes well. It shows that things are really improving, I guess, for the New Zealand Nationals. And it is 
a huge draw on the Southern Hemisphere. Uh, whenever we're looking towards grade, grade one, uh, we have bands such as Auckland and District, Canterbury Caledonian. We have Hawthorne, of course, from Melbourne are going to be chucking it out now in grade one. Uh, we have the city of Invercargill will be there as well, as well as Manawatu Scottish, of course. In grade two, we have Celtic from Nelson. We have the city of Taranga. We have St Andrews from Brisbane. Brilliant to see. Uh, we also have St Andrews College and we have Wellington Red Heckle. Yeah, so quite a huge entry of bands, even in Grades 1 and Grade 2. Uh, so, yeah, I'm not going to sit here and read the entire hashtag list, but you can go and find the entire draw now. It is available on the RNZ PBA website. Yeah, but it's just great to see that this, you know, such a huge increase. 52 bands in total, such positive news there in New Zealand. To see things going from strength to strength, and we can't wait for this year's Nationals. Now, we do know that there will be live streaming of this online, and we mentioned this last week, uh, but we are still waiting on those streaming details. We haven't got any links or anything yet to share just yet, uh, but once we do, of course, we will share them out across all of Big Rab Show's socials, uh, so you guys can tune in and catch the action as well. So... We'll probably mention it later on, of course, in Dates for Your Diary. Uh, but yeah, 15th and 16th of March, that's shaping up to be quite a huge championship there, the New Zealand Nationals. That's a good one. Well, keeping things then, of course, in the Southern Hemisphere, I have to give a mention this week to the Western Australia Police Pipe Band. Yeah, WAPOL. Now, the reason we're giving them a shout is because, well, they put out an announcement saying that they're looking for a brand new pipe major. Yes, this is quite an interesting opportunity. So the new pipe major will attract a salary, uh, which will be in Australian dollars, of course, which will range from 87000 to 92000 Australian dollars. There you go. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, that's quite attractive, isn't it? So Wapol is one of those bands that, you know, can put on a blistering show. Uh, we've had them involved, of course, in previous Kids With Cancer Nights and all their various things across. Uh, we've been playing a lot from their latest album, actually, Superfly. Uh, so fantastic bands. And so, yeah, we're really looking forward to seeing whoever will fill that role. If you are curious at all, we have shared out the details on how to apply, along with the criteria and everything that you need to have to actually be a pipe major of Western Australia Police Pipe Band. So... Yeah, do you have what it takes to take charge of a grade one pipe band with a calibre such as the Western Australia Police Pipe Band? Now's your opportunity. Have at it. The closing date is on February the 29th. And uh, yeah, full details, as I've said, we've shared it all out across Rabso, Rabso social media. And uh, yeah, you can go and check those details out at your leisure. But it, yeah, that would be one heck of a job, wouldn't it? Yeah, but manages to pack quite a punch in the old pay packet as well, I have to say. That's quite attractive there. There you go. All right, let's fly on. Let's talk about the Metro Cup, shall we? <laughs> Did you folks see the Metro Cup this past week? Oh! This past weekend was just absolutely action-packed with piping from the Metro Cup competition in New York and New, Jer- New Jersey. And I have to say, the live-streamed coverage of it as well, including the prize-giving, was just fantastic. So thank you to everyone there at the organising team of the Metro Cup for providing that. And yeah, shout-out to everyone there at Yospoba. Just brilliant. What a great competition it was and a wealth of talent as well. So let's first of all talk about the piping competition itself. Uh, the Peabra competition went to Alex Gandhi. Yes, well done, Alex. And he manages to lift $1,000 for his trouble. Now, that is something special. Yeah, imagine competing at a solo competition, picking up first prize, but then also getting a huge check for 1000 bucks. That's not bad. 
That's not bad at all. So, yeah, congratulations, Alex Gandhi. First place in the Peabrook. Now, he managed to finish up third in the medley competition as well. Uh, lifting the medley, though, uh, was Cameron McDougall. Yeah, from Scotland. There you go. So, yeah, there was quite an international field in there. We had a number of people hailing from Scotland who were competing at this. So, shout out to all of you folks who made the trip. Uh, shout out particularly, I think, here to Glenn Brown, who finished up in fifth overall. Uh, he hails from Glasgow, of course. And who else did we have over there from Scotland? They ended up in the prizes. Ah, I can't remember now. Uh, well, Cameron, of course, he lifted the medley. What am I talking about? So, yeah, I have to say huge shout-out to all of our competitive pipers who played at the Metro Cup. I'm not even getting into the amateur stuff. There's, there's a wealth of information there of who won what. Uh, but for all of that detail, you can go and check it out on the Metro Cup social media. They've announced all of the prize winners. Uh, but, yeah, congratulations to Alex Gandhi winning the Peabrook there. Fantastic. All right, well, of course, it's all of the drumming that went um, on as well at the Metro Cup. Yeah, the Intercontinental Solo Drumming Championship was there too, so we have to chat about that. Yeah, this competition was really quite hotly contested. This was the first one, I guess, as part of this new Drumming Champion of Champions, you know, title that you can now win as part of the solo circuit, I guess. That's another story. We'll get into that. Uh, but yeah, this first championship went to Kerr McQuillan. Go on, Kerr! Yeah! Wow, by the way. If you haven't watched that performance, whew. Yeah, the Intercontinental Solo Snare Drumming Championship, which was an MSR performance. Kerr McQuillan, of course, lead tipper of People's Ford, Paul Colin Bathgate, walked in there. And wow, wow is all I'll say. So he lifted the title, but also walked away with a check for $500. That's not too shabby as well. But he wasn't finished at that point. He also won the Hornpipe and Jig competition and lifted another 500 bucks. <laughs> What? So, hey, what a great weekend's work for Kerr McQuillan. Wow, that's all I'll say. I would urge you, especially all you drumming fans, go and have a listen to his performances, okay? It's absolutely incredible, all right? So I'll give you the full rundown, actually, of the Intercontinental solos. Uh, so, and first was Kerr McQuillan. Second was Stephen McWhorter, who also made the trip as well. Uh, his performance was just incredible, especially this oh. Don't even talk to me. Uh, the third place was uh, Blair Beaton, of course, from the 78th Fraser Highlanders. Uh, Derek Cooper then was in fourth. In fifth place uh, was Eric McNeil, of course, City of Dunedin. And in sixth place, we had Scott Fletcher. Yeah, so a couple of, Inver- couple of Inverary boys in there. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but, yeah, shout out to Kerry McQuillan. Honestly, his performance at the Intercontinental was just outstanding. And also the Hornpipe jig was very enjoyable too. So, yeah. Well done to all of you competitive drummers in there. A very hotly contested competition. Uh, But, yeah, this is the start now of this brand new solo drumming, yeah, champion of champions title that they're all talking about now. So, yeah, there is a uh, a circuit. I think I've mentioned it before here on the show that they were toying with the idea. Well, it has now been announced as that it's actually happening so looking at the statement that we got on the rspbi website you can go and read it now it says at the 2023 world drumming prize giving it was announced that the 2024 solo drumming season a new rspba adult solo snare drumming champion and champions title was approved by the board of directors there you go uh, so a res- the recipient of the champion and champions title will be the adult snare drummer with the highest points total accumulated over eight championships and they're yeah, here's the creation of the circuit, right? Now, then they kind of give a breakdown on the statement as to how the points are awarded. So for first place, you know, for example, you get so many points, all right? I get six points for first, etc., etc. 
So and then you get one point for six. It kind of goes on a descending scale. Uh, so there we are. This is the first one on the circuit. The Intercontinental Solo Drumming Championship, hosted by Yusbaba, was this past weekend at the Metro Cup. So Kerry McQuillan now has six points, and Stephen McWhorter, who finished second, he now has five points. Yeah. So for those of you wanting to follow the solo drumming scene, the next one is going to be the Scottish Solos, hosted by the Lothian and Borders branch, of course, on the 30th of March. So this actually runs all year. They have the European Solos. We have the Pacific Rim Solos as well. That's an interesting one. We also have the Oceana Solo Drumming as well, and that's being held in New Zealand. We also have the British Solos, the UKs, and, of course, the Worlds. And then we will crown our champion and champion. So this is really created something quite cool for solo drummers yeah so i know this is a piping podcast we spent quite a bit of time there talking all about the solo drumming scene but it's one that it's definitely developing and one of which we're going to continue following now whether this champion of champions just applies to the senior grade or whether it applies to the other grade levels we're not sure but it, yeah, I think for the full breakdown of the guide and how this is all put together, you can read it at length on the RSPBA website, rspba.org. Uh, so, yeah, the full guide on the circuit, how it all works, the points, how it's awarded, and then how you will be awarded your Champion of Champions title at the end of it. There you go. So you can go and keep a track of all of it. As I've said currently, Stephen, uh, Stephen McWhorter sitting on five points, Kerry McQuillan on six. We have Blair Beaton now. He's got four Derek Cooper's got three. Eric McNeil, two. You get the picture. Scott Fletcher, he's got one. There you go. So we, I dare say, will see these solo drumming championships have more big names enter them in future um, with a view of possibly wanting to win that Champion of Champions title. Yeah. So that's an interesting one. We'll certainly keep across the progress of this as it develops, for sure. But there you go. Quite an interesting thing, that, isn't it? Hmm. Wish I had that in my day. Although I was terrible at solos. I think I competed at solos... Twice, three times, and the best I did was like one from bottom. <laughs> anyway, so as much as we're talking about all the action from the Metro Cup, the solo drumming scene, all of that, we did mention last week that the National Piping Centre were throwing the doors open for their junior competition. Now, again, this competition seems to be getting larger and larger every year with a huge wealth of talent all across the grades and, you know, age groups, I guess. Uh, but, man, it's so good. So congratulations to all of our competitors, first of all, before we start listing our overall champions. Yeah, so the overall chanter champion on the day was Laura Shannon. Yes, well done, Laura. The under-13 champion on the day was Rory Forbes. Well done. Uh, the under-15 champion uh, was Lachlan Rennie. Yes, good man, Lachlan. And, and the under-18 champion then was Gregor Grierson. Yes, there you go. So, yeah, as I say, full congratulations to everyone. If you are anyways curious of going to check them out, there are various little clips and things online of the performances. Uh, so, yeah, there wasn't any, any official live stream or nothing like that because uh, it was a junior competition and we didn't want to add that additional pressure, I guess, in playing in front of a huge online audience. Uh, but there are little clips and stuff up online if you do want to see these kids in action. And, uh, yeah, some of the tunes that were played... Seriously, like there were some huge Peabrooks being played, even by the under-15s and, you know, Lachlan, who came out on top there. Wow, some big tunes. So well done to everyone there competing at the National Piping Centre Juniors. That was such a great competition. Well done. 
So when we're on the topic of junior competitions and everything, I have to give a shout out this week to the Lockhaber Piping Society. Their junior competition has opened its doors for entries. So if you are a competing player but you're under 18, well, now's your opportunity if you do want to go and compete at the Lockhaber Piping Society. Uh, so, yeah. For full information, go and check out bagpipe.news. They've uploaded all the requirements as well, uh, including your entry form that you need to complete. And, yeah, they are... Let me see. They do stress that their deadlines for entry is very strict. Yes, they cannot accept any late entries at all. And they must be in by Friday, March 15th. All right? There you are. So I'm just going to throw that out there. That's very strict. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, if you are anyways curious and wanting to take part in that and aged under 18, of course, the Lockhaber Piping Society Junior Competition, uh, yeah, they have uploaded all of that stuff now, all your info, your playing requirements, your entry forms are all up there now on bagpipe.news. So go and check that out. Okay, now we were adding dates into our diary for the major championships, well, right here in Northern Ireland. We got a huge announcement from our Northern Ireland branch. We have a full calendar with minor competitions aplenty. Now, mind you, there's still some of them that need to be, well, TBC to be confirmed. But uh, there's plenty of rumours about those. We'll chat about that. But let's go through the calendar briefly. I know we love reading hashtag lists here. So why not? <laughs> yeah, the 13th of April is the Ulster Solos. They're going to be held in Lisna Garvey High School, of course, in Lisburn. Uh, so, yeah, looking forward to that. 13th of April. On the 20th of April, then, we got an announcement from the County Down section that they're going to be holding an indoor full band competition in Drumore. Yeah, so this is the start of things now, I guess, uh, for the indoor competitions. Uh, These were rumoured to be happening. It's been quite a while since we've held full band indoor competitions. So, yeah, this is the first one that we're seeing now. So thanks to the County Down section, 20th of April in Drumore. Yeah, an indoor full band. Interesting. And then also at, on the 4th of May, we have another indoor competition, but this one's a mini band. Thanks to the Irvine Memorial Pipe Band, they're hosting this in Five Mile Town. 4th of May. There you go. Okay, of course then we have the UKs. That's happening in Bangor. We talked all about that last week. That's the 18th of May. First major in the calendar. Then we have the 25th of May, which is the County Fermanagh Championships, which will be held in Inniskillen. Yes, now where specifically in Inniskillen? Not sure, haven't heard that exact detail yet, but yeah, County Fermanagh happening on the 25th of May. There we are, hoping for good conditions actually. County Fermanagh Championship's kind of famous for always being rainy and soggy and a bit rubbish weather-wise, but I'm hoping for brighter times, yeah, (laughs) for the County Fermanagh Championships. Returning, Inniskillen, 25th of May. Then on the 1st of June, we have the Mid-Ulster Championships here in Cookstown in Mid-Ulster. There you are. On the 15th of June, then, we just have what's called a branch contest with a venue TBC. And it's the same for the next one as well, the 29th of June, to be confirmed, I guess. So we have two branch competitions. Don't know where they're going to be held, but, yeah, we're putting a hole in your diary, folks, for the 15th of June and 29th of June. There you go. Also, as we mentioned last week, the All-Ireland Championship's going to be in County Dublin and Donabate for the 6th of July. Then we have the Ulsters, the Ulster Championships, and they haven't got a venue that yet yeah this is going to be the 3rd of august but we don't know where we're going yet uh so watch this space uh then the 10th of august that will be a branch competition right before the europeans the following day and the venue for it to be confirmed as well 
Not sure. Then we have the 7th of September, after the World Championships, we have the UK Drumming Solo Competition. Yes, uh, we haven't got a venue for it either, but again, we have a date on the calendar at least. The 21st of September then will wrap up the Northern Ireland season, and that will be the All-Ireland and JAC Solos. Yeah, All-Ireland Solos, and that will be held in Lisburn. I think, again, it's going to be in Lisburn Garvey High School. I'm not entirely sure, uh, but we can check that out. But we do know it's going to be in Lisburn. There you go. So for full information, of course, on the RSPBA Northern Ireland calendar, then you can go and check their own social media and, of course, their website as well, rspbani.org, where the full information on those competitions are now published. There you go. So I would stress that for anyone aiming to compete at any of these competitions, then yeah, please do keep across their own website where they will be updating those venues that have yet to be confirmed. All right, so for now, all we're really doing is putting lines in the sand to say, right, on these dates, this will be a competition day. All right, that's all we're really doing here for now and giving a vague direction of where it will be. That, so, yeah, shout out to RSPBA Northern Ireland on their communication, I guess, with the membership, letting them know, hi, folks, there's competitions happening. Not completely sure where yet, but make that date in your diary so you keep it free so yeah you can come along and compete for it there you go so yeah shout out to rspba northern ireland good stuff oh also talking about solo competitions um i just have to mention about the kingdom thistle solos that are fast approaching which will be the european solos as well for snare drummers and tenor drummers as well uh so yeah the deadline for entries for that is the 6th of april all right now i'm just reminding people this competition is fast approaching. It's on the 20th of April, but your deadline for entry is the 6th of April. So if you do want to juke it out as part of the Kingdom Thistle Solos, then, yeah, maybe give that a look over the next few weeks. Uh, so just reminding you of closing dates here. Uh, sometimes people love it when I do it. Some people, not so much. But I would urge you, if you do want to take part in that competition, then don't let that date pass you by. 6th of April is the deadline for your entries for the Kingdom Thistle Solos. There you are. Okay, now cast your mind back to, well, around January time, I guess, and Winterstorm. I'm sure you have fond memories of Winterstorm. Well, as I was watching a few of the videos from Winterstorm over this last while, still playing catch-up, really, and some of the stuff, well, there was a scholarship fund that had a stand there in the main foyer of the hotel, and I was curious. It was called the Charlie Jenkins Memorial Scholarship Fund, and I knew very little about this, but I was very curious because the scholarship fund suggests to me that there's possible tuition in that available. So I did a little bit of digging, I guess, and I found out, yeah, a little bit more about it. So to hear more about this scholarship fund, let's welcome Jordy Sims to the show. So welcome to the podcast, Jordy Sims. Jordy, how are you? I'm well, sir, and yourself. The best, thank you. Although we've been struggling with technology there for a sec, but but you were finally recording. Yep. (laughs) Good, good, good. So the reason we have you on this week's show is because I believe that you're across quite an interesting initiative, a scholarship of all things. Do you want to tell us about this? Certainly. Um, Well, first of all, um, the, the name of the organization is the Charlie Jenkins Memorial Scholarship Fund. And to explain that, I guess I would have to tell you who Charlie Jenkins was. Yes, please. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, Charlie was the best piper I ever personally knew. He was a bandmate and my best friend for more than 35 years. Mm. So unfortunately, Charlie passed away a few years back. And uh, after he passed, uh, several of his friends, bandmates, myself, my family, 
we're discussing what we'd like to do to um, carry on Charlie's tradition of excellence in piping and encouraging young players as well. So rather than a memorial trophy or a memorial competition, we decided to establish a, a fund where we could um, encourage young players uh, and expose them to some of the best players in the world so they could listen to and learn from and meet them. I see. Excellent. So if anything, how I came across this is uh, you guys recently visited Winter Storm and had a bit of a stand there and everything. How did you find the reaction from Pipers and Drummers at the event? Uh, it's always positive. Um, we're a young organization. We we um, have only started since 2022. Um, and on our first year, we awarded uh, one grant to a, a, a Piper to go to Winter Storm. Um, last year, we were able to send two Pipers. Uh, this coming year, we're, we're hoping to send uh, two Pipers and a drummer. So as we progress and um, are more successful in our fundraising, we hope to expand and send more and more people to Winter Storm. Uh, eventually, we would like to uh, establish a college scholarship in Charlie's name as well. Oh, wow, that, that sounds great. So uh, I've kind of been doing a bit of surfing online and currently we're seeing uh, that you guys have a bit of a Facebook profile here. So for those of you watching the video at home, this is the profile. Um, so for people who are wanting information on the Charlie Jenkins Memorial Scholarship, is this the main port of call then really, this Facebook profile? Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. And see. That, that picture that you see at the top of the page is... Uh, is Charlie himself, and that was taken uh, when he and I played at my son's wedding. Uh, I see. And, and that was the last time that we played together. I see. And that, yeah, it's a bit of a beach setting here. I thought it was kind of unusual. I thought I had a competition on the beach. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> so that's yeah, what this is then. Yeah, it's at a wedding then. Yeah. Yeah. My, my oldest son's wedding on Anna Maria Island in Florida. Oh, wow. Fantastic. A great place to play pipes, no doubt. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Except in the summer when it's incredibly hot. (laughs) That's it. So there is an application process then for the scholarship and everything. So can you tell us then what are the criteria? Like, How can you apply for the scholarship fund? Certainly. The uh, form for the application is available through the website. I mean, through the Facebook page. Uh, and what we ask is uh, a brief essay on uh, how you became involved in piping and what piping means to you, or if you're a drummer, what drumming means to you, your involvement in your Scottish heritage. Um, and we also uh, require a short video of your playing. Um, I see. So there is sort of an audition process involved as well. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So is the focus then behind it, say you were successful in your application and you are awarded a grant, is that then seen as right, you were, you get this money and that will then enable you to travel to compete at different things? Yeah. Well, what we do, uh, what we've done the first two years and what we will do this year is um, we actually pay for them to attend Winter Storm. I see. Uh, yes. With a yeah. portion of, of the grant and then the remainder of the money can be used for travel or hotel arrangements. I see. Uh, in the yeah. past, the grant has been five hundred dollars. Wow. Um, this yeah. coming year, it'll be a thousand. Oh goodness! So it's increasing. 
Yeah. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. Wow. So this can be a real golden opportunity for some folks who, you know, the financial element of traveling to Winter Storm can be really substantial. So this could really help. Yeah. Is there any sort of age bracket in mind? Of you know, are you looking at specific grades of players, or is it just open to everyone? Well, uh, currently, uh, and last year we had two gra- two uh, stipulations. One was uh, eighteen and under, mm-hmm. uh, grade three and under. Uh, we also had last year had uh, eighteen and over, grade three and under. We'll continue those for pipers this year for drummers. It'll be novice drummers, eighteen and under. Right, I see. That's interesting. But I'm I'm sure for folks then who are wanting to get the full information, you would recommend them just to visit your Facebook page then, where you have all yeah. that criteria listed there. So Absolutely. I'm just gonna for, I'm just gonna share it again for those folks watching at home. Um, so here is the Facebook profile. This is what you're looking for: the Charlie Jenkins Memorial Scholarship Foundation. There you are. So this is really quite an interesting venture. And as you're saying there, Jordy, that this is increasing. You know, as you say, your funding increases, then you'll be able to take more applications. That's what we're hoping to do. You know, we've been very fortunate um, in our fundraising efforts. We uh, do a a pub night fundraiser uh, generally Mm -hmm. in April. Uh, We award the grants at the Chicago Highland Games in June. Um, And I'll give a shout out to the Chicago Highland Games, the biggest games in the United States, thanks to the efforts of my cousin Jim Sim, the president of the Midwest Pipe Band Association. Yes, yes. Oh, there you go. Shout out to them, rightfully so. Now, we're looking at the video right now. I'm just kind of browsing through their Facebook page. Tell us about the hats and this amazing logo that you folks have. That, that's the first thing that kind of drew me was, whoa, that looks cool. <laughs> <laughs> and and intentionally so. It's one of the first things that we worked on uh, as a group. Uh, and the logo has significance for us Um, charlie had a lot of tattoos as you can see from uh, the facebook page the largest one was a large dragon on his upper left arm so we started with the dragon and we decided to add the two swords the two swords represent charlie's two strongest uh, attributes and that was his dedication uh, and his loyalty it also represents the two battles with cancer that Charlie went through during his lifetime. I see. Yeah. And then the Celtic knot below the dragon then shows the the Celtic connection, I guess, you know, with Scotland Ex- exactly. and, and, yes. and that music. Exactly. So that's fantastic. Yeah. It's something that really drew my eye. And I was like, wow, what's that? That looks cool. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, I, I will encourage everyone, if you are anyway curious at all in this scholarship fund, please do go and check out the Facebook page. Is there a date for when applications are open and closed and all of that? Uh, the applications are open currently, and we hmm. generally accept them till the 1st of May. Oh, right. And that gives, okay. us, gives us time to evaluate them before we announce the grants in June. I see. Right. Okay. So I've got a wee bit of time then from when you possibly yeah. hear this. Yeah. So yes, can indeed. I ask a bit of a silly question then, but is it open to folks internationally or is it just for those based on the U.S. for now? Uh, currently, it's only for those in the U.S. I see. Uh, so we'll see here in Northern Ireland, we dip out, but there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but again, as we grow, as our fundraising efforts become more successful, we'll try to expand that. There you go. Yeah. So it's good to get in on the ground floor, as they say. Yeah. And to draw people's attention to this. 
it's such an incredible idea and what a way to pay a tribute to a friend absolutely so yeah Jordy, thank you so much for joining us on the show and telling us all about this incredible scholarship uh, i wish you the best of luck and uh, to everyone applying for it good luck as well yeah <laughs> thank you so much for allowing me this time to explain our, our organization and and i appreciate uh your willingness to spread the word of course yeah Thank you so much. There you are. Quite an interesting venture there. And the video from that interview, of course, is available now on our YouTube channel. I'm sure a good number of you has already seen that as well. Yeah. So speaking of our YouTube channel, by the way, uh, we're still thumping out the videos over there. I have to give a huge shout out to Mr. Brian Wilson, MBE. Yes, who was across there at a competition recently in Auckland. Yeah. So he sent over across a, a few videos and stuff from performances from the competition. So we have those published right now on our YouTube channel. You can go and have a watch at them. Uh, so included such bands as Auckland Police, who were competing in Grade 3. We also had Auckland and District, of course. They were there as well, both their Grade 3 and their Grade 1. Uh, but we also had the City of Seals pipe bands as well. Amongst others. So, yeah, shout out to Brian Wilson, MBE. It's just brilliant to see, you know, if you're going to a competition at all, no matter where it is around the world, and uh, don't assume that we're going to have a camera at it. All right, because we do our best to cover what we can here in the UK, but especially internationally. If you do happen to be at a competition, at a games, anything like that, then please do consider filming a little clip or film a band that's in the circle or final tuning or whatever. And then, hi, you know, I'm going to send that little clip over to the rap show guys and then let them show to, to their piping audience, you know? Uh, because, yeah, we'd love to, you know, bring more international performances from around the globe, especially, well, for this example, from New Zealand. And, yeah, bring that incredible music to the rap show audience. So, yeah, if you are out and about and at a competition over the next weeks, months, years, then please do, just feel free, email them into them, uh, just like Brian did. BigRabShow at gmail.com. Send them in. And, yeah, we would love to share them out there with all of our audience so they can enjoy the music too. Great stuff. Okay, so far be it from me to throw yet another date for your diary. Even though we haven't got into dates for your diary yet, um, I have to give a shout this week to the National Youth Pipe Band of Scotland. Yes, they put out a huge announcement just today, actually, at the point of recording this, thanks to the National Piping Centre. They were talking about their end-of-year concert by the National Youth Pipe Band of Scotland, which will feature all three different ensembles of the band. Now, yeah, I don't know, I'm really looking forward to this. Now, uh, yeah, it's going to be held on the 14th of April in the Perth Theatre and Concert Hall, and we know that this band can put on one heck of a show. Uh, but the the title of the concert is one that I am probably going to pronounce wrong, and I'm going to have to get out... Uh, one of the jingles that we had earlier. Stuff and rap got wrong. Yeah, that one. So I'm going to try my best to pronounce the name of this concert, but you folks can tell me if I'm dreadfully wrong. Is it Emreached? Emreached. I M R E A C H D. Emreached. Probably completely wrong. Uh, but uh, yeah, what it actually means is the act of migration, flitting, or removal. There you go. So, yeah, I don't know. I, my Scots Gaelic is just absolutely terrible. I can barely speak English. Never mind. 
Never mind anything else. But I am very excited for this upcoming concert because we do know the National Youth Pipe Band of Scotland are a previous Big Rab Show award winner. We know that they can put on a blistering live show. So, yeah, April 14th in the Perth Theatre and Concert Hall. You can actually go and grab tickets for it now from that Perth Theatre uh, box office. They are available right now. And, uh, yeah, the National Youth Pipe Band of Scotland can put on a great show. I'm really excited for that. Great stuff. So there you go. I'm reached. I think I'm going to call it that, but somebody's definitely going to tell me I'm wrong. That's fine. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to close with a bit of a news story that really caught attention online. And we want to unpack this a little bit more in future Big Rab shows. Now, I was kind of just, you know, flicking through eBay as you do from time to time. You type in the word pipe band and you have a look to see what's there. And in my case, I was looking for pipe band CDs because I like looking back at old recordings of pipe bands and bringing those to the show. You know, playing them out on Fuse FM. Say, hey, I found this cool recording on eBay. It's like 30 or 40 years old. Let's have a listen. Well, there was a recording, a CD of the World Pipe Band Championships from 2007. Nothing unusual there. It was also of the qualifying heat from 2007. That was nothing unusual either. But what made this really unusual is that it cost 180 quid. What? Yeah, 180 pounds for this CD alone. Now that's insane to me. (laughs) So I, I had no clue why this CD cost so much. 180 quid for a CD from 2007 of the world's. Makes no sense. Now, for any collectors out there, I'm sure that are wanting the full set, then they may well want to pay that money. I don't know if this is a particularly rare recording or not. I don't know. Uh, But a good number of you did contact us on social media saying, that's not rare at all. I've got two copies of his laying in the house. Maybe I should sell them and make a mint. Uh, But it does kind of raise the topic then. Whenever you're shopping for pipe band recordings online, some of the prices can be really quite sky high. So that one there at £180 was not the highest. We did also see certain recordings of the World Championships up in around 190 or 200 quid on some occasions. There's one I'm looking at my screen right now. It's from 1990. I actually have that recording in the Worlds. But it's 30 quid. What's going on? And I have no idea whether it's just an eBay thing or whatever, but I am very curious. A few folks out there have experienced the same. So please do email us in, bigrabshow at gmail.com. Have you paid anything over 100 quid for a pipe band recording? I'm very curious. Um, Obviously, I've seen the DVDs for the World Championships. They've reached some crazy prices as well. Now, thankfully, I do have the full set, so I don't need to buy any. Uh, but there are, you know, some DVDs from back in 2008, 2007 in particular, and they they managed to fetch quite a price for collectors online, especially if you're shopping on eBay. Uh, but uh, I just don't know. Is it an eBay thing? Is it a collector's thing? Why was it 180 quid for one CD from 2007? This is definitely an area that I'm not fully across. I am not a huge collector in that way i wouldn't spend a crazy amount of money for just one album uh, so i don't know is it something you folks do maybe you're, is there any collectors out there that would be aware of the pricings of things um i do know but we were told that the live in ireland 87 album if you manage to have it in vinyl 
that that's a collector's item and that you should absolutely keep a hold of it because the vinyl of the Live in Ireland 87 by the 78th, that is worth a mint. Yeah, and for any collector out there who really wants to grab a copy of it, I'm one of them. Um, <laughs> I have it on CD, I have it on cassette, I just don't have it on LP, as they say, and on vinyl. But if you were to buy it on vinyl, I think it does cost upwards of 100 odd quid. Uh, so, yeah, it's an interesting topic, that one. One of which that we do want to investigate more. Are there any potential collectors out there that would certainly pay that money for the World Championships qualifying heat in 2007? 180 quid. Wow. Anyway, there you go. So we're going to close our news out with that one. But no doubt we have missed some news stories. And if there we have, then please do email us. BigRabShow at gmail.com. That address again, BigRabShow at gmail.com. There you are. All right. Well, with that all being said, you guessed it. Aye, I think it's time now, finally, for Dates for Your Diary. It's time for Dates for Your Diary, here on the Big Rap Show Podcast. Yes, time for Dates for Your Diary, and let's get into it, there's tons of them. So, on the 10th of March, we have the Scottish Schools Championships, which are going to be held in William McIlvenny Campus there in Kilmarnock. Yes, we mentioned this last week, that one of the highlights of this competition is absolutely the freestyle event, and the sheer volume of schools that get involved in this It's a huge competition. So that's all happening in Kilmarnock there on the 10th of March, Scottish Schools Championships. I believe tickets for it will be available shortly for those who want to spectate. So there you are. Uh, Also, shout out on the 15th and 16th of March. Yep, the New Zealand Nationals. We've been chatting all about them now for what seems like weeks over there on Fuse FM. This past week, actually, we've played a lot of great New Zealand music. Anyway, uh, but that's 15th, 16th of March. And it's going to be held in Auckland there. The New Zealand Nationals. Really looking forward to that. Then on the 23rd of March, we have, of course, the Kids with Cancer Charity Night and the Royal Hotel in Cookstown, featuring our current world champions, People's Ford, Bog Hollow and Bathgate, amongst others. And it's shaping up to be quite a huge show this year. And tickets, I think, for this are now quite limited. So if you do want to get tickets for the Kids with Cancer Night, go grab them now. That's my advice. That's on the 23rd of March. Then bringing you up to the end of March, then the 30th of March, we have the Scottish Solo Drumming Championships. Yes, this is now part of that new Champion of Champions that's been announced. Uh, So this will be held in James Young High School in West Lothian. Yes, so the Scottish Solo Drumming, 30th of March. There you are, looking forward to that. So that's pretty much you up to date then, all the way up to the end of March. Now, don't get me wrong, April is going to be quite a packed month as well, and we've got lots of dates for your diary then. Uh, so if you have any further dates, of course, please do email them into us, bigrabshow at gmail.com, and we'd love to include them in your dates for your diary. We're very aware that yeah, the competition season is well underway in New Zealand and Australia, and of course we would like to include dates here for competitions in the US, so if you can forward those to us, we'd love to include them. There you go. Alrighty, that's it for Dates for Your Diary. You guessed it. It's time for me to go and get a big cup of tea. It's time for the Topic of the Week. Whether you're performing in a parade, on the field, or on the grandest stage, our marching drums will be your trusted companion, lightweight. 
durable and crafted for maximum comfort. You'll feel the power of every beat without compromising your performance. With a wide range of sizes, styles and customizations, you can find the perfect drum to suit your unique needs and preferences. March with greatness, elevate your sound and create a lasting impact with the BDC Axial Snare Drum. Now's the time to stand out from the crowd and make your mark on the world with British Drum Company. Visit BritishDrumCo.com for information on all our marching drums. Unleash your true potential. Wallace Bagpipes. Quality, pride and passion. Made in Scotland. Proud bagpipe supplier to the Red Hot Chili Pipers. Visit wallacebagpipes.com for more information or contact your nearest dealer. Hi, this is Ross Ainsley, and you're listening to The Big Rab Show. Yes, time for Topic of the Week, and you might have guessed by the title of this week's episode, we're going to be talking with juvenile European champion, Louise Smyton. Yes, drum major Louise Smyton, of course, from Klaus Kelp Pipe Band. Now, the reason we're catching up with Louise is, of course, we're very aware of a recent trend happening here in Northern Ireland with young drum majors joining into competition. Now, we would love to kind of unpack that a little bit. And who better than to catch up with someone, yeah, who's a European champion, but also competing in the juvenile section. That's really quite competitive at the moment with a lot of young talent in there. That, yeah, I don't know, man, that juvenile grade at drum major level, it's just kind of crazy, isn't it? So, yeah, the competition is fierce, but we do want to kind of find out, you know, drum majoring, why has it suddenly become, well, let's face it, it's kind of cool to be a drum major at the moment. There's a serious amount of young folk taking it up. So, yeah, we had to catch up with Louise to find out, first of all, about her own drum majoring and why she believes that drum majoring is now... Yeah, the cool thing to do here in Northern Ireland. So, yeah, let's welcome Louise to the podcast. So, welcome back to the podcast, Louise Mighton. Louise, how are you? You well? Yes, I'm good. How are you? The best, the best. You look a bit nervous. Are you nervous? We tiny bit. Don't be nervous at all, sure. It's only me. Well, the reason we have you on the pod this week is because obviously we want to talk about last season for yourself, competitively, first of all. What a year you had last year. How did you find it? I was really happy with last year. Um, I know I was a bit disappointed with um, one of the competitions because I had an amazing run, but then I kind of dropped it at the very end. But Ah, other than that, I think the year went really well. These things happen, though, and that that seems to be the drum majoring game, isn't it? Like the smallest little slip or, you know, could mean the world, you know? Yeah. I don't know. It's a very competitive world. Yeah. So if you don't mind me asking then, I know who you are, but I'm sure a lot of listeners listening right now might not know who you are. So do you want to introduce yourself then, first of all? Okay. Well, my name is Louise Smyton, and I'm Klaus Kelt's drum major. Go on, the Klaus Kelt. Yeah. Now, it would be fair to say that you are a younger younger person. That'd be right. Yeah. Yeah. What age are you? <laughs> I'm 17. I know it's not polite to ask, but there you go. Yeah, so that means you're getting your driver's license and all now too. Uh, you started yeah. the driving lessons and all that crack, have you? Um, not yet, no. Oof. Well, good luck with all of that. But and we're not here to ask you about that. Uh, so I have to ask you then, first of all, how did you get involved in drum major and what made you want to lift the mace in the first place? 
Um, well, my mum and dad were both in the band. Um, they've been in the band, especially just down generations as well. And um, because I was kind of wa- like watching the whole time, um, they thought that it would be nice for me to get involved. So we had went to OMA, one of the competitions, and uh, we had met up with Andrea Gibson, who's my tutor. And um, we'd asked about lessons. So then that's really how I started. And that was it, yeah. But your first thought was the mace, though. Like you never thought about lifting the tenor or a, a set of pipes or a snare, nothing like that. Well, the way with this bag, um, you usually start. Any young person would start, um, with drum major. Um, mm. I know that's changed now, but um, my dad started with the drum major, so right. um, that's where I just decided to start, and I've enjoyed it. And stuck with it then, yeah. So you've never been tempted then to lift a set of pipes or anything like that, no? Um, well, I do. I had uh, started piping for GCSEs, so I still have a set of pipes um, there and pick them up every once in a while. Ah, nice. There you go. So you never know. We might see Louise in competition then with a set of pipes under your arm. Yeah. <laughs> we'll wait and see. But I have to say, you know, from my lack of knowledge of drum major, and I've been learning a lot over the years, and you definitely have to have a sense of musicality whenever you're drum majoring. Would you agree with that? Oh, yes. Yes, you do. Because you need to know, um, especially with knowing your parts of music. And um, anytime you're doing like any other different movements with the mace, you need to be able to still have the tune in your head. Mm. So then you're not losing your step. You're not uh, missing a part. It's just so you, you stay in the timing of the music. There you go. Yeah, it's, it's very coordinated with the, the music that's being played, for sure. Like, I know for drummers, we play single 40 and double 40, and it's very much the same sort of thing for drum majors as well. Not right. Yeah, yeah, it is. There you go. So it's also a serious amount of counting as well. I don't know how drum majors do it, all right? I've had one lesson, a drum major, but the amount of counting involved is insane. <laughs> well, there's 16 beats in the music um, per part, so you yeah. just need to keep um, 16 um, for your open handwork firstly and mm-hmm. then 16 for your flourish so if you're ever practicing flourishing without music you just have to count to 16 in your head to see if it would fit in a part I see but then you're also counting your lengths as well and you're making sure that you're turning correctly and uh, I just had serious amount of multitasking you're <laughs> bound to be a good multitasker are you? Um, with drum major yes with other things no right, yeah <laughs> No, there you go. So I have to ask then, obviously, we've seen quite a resurgence of drum majoring, I guess, here in Northern Ireland. It's been a lot of young people taking it up, yourself included. You've been competing now for years. What is the attraction for youngsters taking up drum majoring, do you think? Um, Well, I think it might be, um, especially watching parades, um, they've noticed maybe more drum majors coming out. And instead of them just walking in front of the band, just holding their mace, they're starting to, you know, do their open handwork. They're starting Mm. to flourish. And they're bringing like more like flashy things brought into parades and competitions. And they've noticed, and especially younger ones may think, oh, I'd like to start that. I find yeah. that very fun and I'd like to learn that. Um, and I know that's that's how my class started. Most of them had watched me parade and mm. had seen, you know, these really high throws or, you know, different flourishes. Mm. And they just wanted to start it from there because they've seen such fun like flourishes and stuff. That's it. Yeah, so they've seen the pipe andro majors and go, I want to do that. Yeah, that kind of, and that's the motivation really. Yeah, because yeah. I have noticed a lot of like pipe andro majors now walking in front of the likes of accordion bands, silver bands, flute bands even. There's been a lot of that in the marching scene here. Yeah, so mm-hmm. you think that's kind of the thrust behind it then? 
Um, I think so, yeah. But um, I know some uh, drum majors, whenever they're watching um, other drum majors in front of different type of bands, for example, accordion bands or mm. brass bands, that um, they don't do as much like flourishing or, or, and it's not as flowing as it mm. is with pipe music because pipers and just the bands in general are usually much slower. Yet an accordion band and uh, a brass band would be yeah. much faster. So they may not have enough time to like flourish or to do the proper open handwork. Absolutely. There were some videos I've managed to see on YouTube from this last marching season and some of the drum majors are nearly running up the street. <laughs> so yeah. And you, you've got experience in that with yourself as well. You've done your fair share of marching bands. So that, well, how do you find that difference? Is it just a speed thing or is it anywhere different? Well, no, everything's much more sharper because um, mm. I've noticed whenever I'm playing with a, a pipe band, I'm like more flowy, like even with my body, if that makes sense. Mm. But with um, brass band, it's all very sharp and I have to do this. I have to keep Regimented. it nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get you. I get you. So there is that wee bit more freedom, I guess, then with piping and drumming. There you go. Yeah. So, well, for anyone listening now, we've had quite a number of listeners over the years that says, where do I start? I want to do it. I want to lift the mace. I want to be a drum major. But how the heck do I start? Do I just run out and spend two or three grand on a mace? And then, I don't know. But, but <laughs> what's your recommendation for folks wanting to get started? Um. Well, especially for younger ones, um. It, it might be best to try and get like a smaller mace that isn't um you know with a metal head because they are mm. much more expensive yeah. and go find a tutor that uh, firstly has a lot of patience and secondly can be very kind and is very easy to talk to because yeah. i know some um just some drum majors in general i, I know me myself might sometimes be very impatient <laughs> um, with ones um but yeah. they're trying to find a nice tutor and having a small mace and then you know taking whatever year or maybe two years to see if you still like it by that stage Mm. because loads of people just prefer the flourishing rather than learning the whole m&d side of it as well yeah yeah i think that's it i noticed that even on my first lesson that i done on radio ulster i was handed a stick with a tennis ball there you Mm. go that's your mace but i didn't realize the amount of discipline and counting and even the positioning of your ankles, your feet, your everything is, I don't know. Like I thought there was just so much, right? You carry the mace and you just go for it. But no, th- there's so much more involved. So can that be off-putting then for folks once they start um, learning? I think so, yeah. I know that um, a couple of ones that I've been teaching in the past um, didn't enjoy it whenever they learned that you don't start off with your flourish. Um, yeah. Everyone that goes or the, that learns starts with their M&D because it is the most important, especially if you're competing, because that mm. is what wins or what gets you the win in the in the, in the end of the day. Mm. So um, if they're not enjoying, like I know loads of people don't enjoy their M&D, I especially don't, um, <laughs> but you can't move on to your flourish until you have your M&D perfected. Yeah. So that that so- would like it's even at competition it's from the very march on you know mm-hmm. and you're standing there waiting to start you're being judged like it, it, you know you people watch the competitions oh they're just waiting they're waiting around to start but no the judges are actually marking you standing there mm-hmm. and the judges watch you even whenever you're practicing they're, like they're checking to see how your attitude is towards it and mm. um, i know whenever um before dress um, me and mum would always have a little bit of a laugh whilst I'm standing there because you know we can't move for dress um, oh, and yeah. I think some of the judges have noticed me and mum having a laugh like yes it's very serious but at the same time yeah. y- you need to have a little bit of a joke every once in a while absolutely 
yeah. And I'd have to be honest, over this past few seasons, I've had the best crackdown in the drum major arena. This, you know, even what you would think would be a high pressure moment, you know, there's some families that yeah. just having the best crack, laughing and joking with her. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I have to say, for anyone then that is looking for tutors and stuff, no doubt we'll share out details of this. Tons of different drum major in schools all across. And so you're involved in tuition yourself, then, Louise, you mentioned. Uh, so uh, what are you currently teaching then? Or where um, are you? Well, I'm teaching down in Ballygolly on a Thursday night. Um, so I'm teaching down there from around 7 to 9. And then on a Saturday morning, I'm teaching in, in a skill for the Northern Ireland Pipe and Drumming School. Wow, so you're quite busy then. Yeah, there you go. And have you got many pupils then? I'm being nosy. Um, Ballygolly, I have about 10, and then um, Enniskillen only started about three weeks ago, so I've got five from there. Even at that, that's 15 people that are, you know, learning. Wow, that's incredible. Oh, well, anyway, <laughs> I just don't know quite where to go from there, but yeah, that's such an, an encouraging thing to see so many people taking it up, for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I have to ask then, as being a member of Klaus Kelt Pipe Band, they do seem to be quite proud of you as a drum major. They've been very supportive of you over the years. What's it like being a member of Klaus Kelt as their drum major? Well, I honestly love the band. Um, like even whenever I started, they were always listening out for results as well. Whether they were at the front um, of the of the finale yeah. or if they were at the very back, they'd always be listening for us, novice, junior, juvenile, whichever grade I was in. Mm-hmm. And at the end, I would have almost always went down to them and I would have always heard of congratulations. And I would have <laughs> congratulated them too, of course. Um, oh, yeah. But this this past year at the Europeans, um, I'd walked down to them after because I'd you know I'd won, and they were all cheering, and then they prayed me off, um, and I was just so happy, was just like <laughs> almost in tears from it. I was just like, oh my goodness. Yeah, I was going to say that was quite a special moment, you know, and that's why I wanted to mention it. But the band being so supportive of their drum major, and we've seen it for other drum majors as well, you know, and it's great to see that there is that level of support there. Uh, So I have to say, well, Louise, thanks so much for chatting with me. I'm going to let you go at this stage. But have you any other words of wisdom then for folks who might be, you know, considering lifting that bass for the first time? Um, if you're going to start your major, do not quit if you cannot get it first try. It does take loads and loads of practice and practice does make perfect in the end. There you are. So and how's your own preparation then for this incoming season? I suppose you're practicing yeah. away. Yeah. Yeah, I've been practicing three or four times a week. Oh goodness, yeah. And and teaching as well. Yeah. Yeah. And through the teaching, um, whether they're leaving early or, or they're starting a little bit later, I have that bit of time to myself as well. So I'd yeah. record videos and maybe send them to Andrea just so she can have a look at them, like especially mm. when we're flourishing. So after that, then she'll maybe give me a bit of pointers and then I'd just learn from that or I'd fix some mistakes. That's a great system. Yeah, for sure. It's all about continuous improvement then. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, uh, there's another question we ask most drum majors who come on the show, but have you got any drum majoring injuries to talk of? Have you managed to smack yourself no. in the teeth at the or anything? Well, there was actually um, one competition. I think it was Lurgan. Like it was years ago and I was practicing right before mm. my run and I'd hit my front two teeth um, oh, and I was no. so scared to throw um, after yeah. that. But mum was kept saying, kept, keep throwing, keep throwing, just so I wasn't nervous. Yeah, um, there you go. but I think I think my worst injury was at a parade. It was um, Liz Begg's parade, and I was practicing throwing the mace. And William came over, and um, with the tenor drum, he's like, "Look what I can do!" And the mace was thrown in the air, and I pushed him away, and I kind of like sliced my eyebrow or my, oh. just up here, and it was just, and then I had to parade afterwards. Oh, uh, you still had the parade to do after that? Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> did you even get the Glengarry on at all? Or <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, you did. <laughs> 
Man, I, that's one thing I am taking from the drum majoring world is that yous are all hard as nails. I have to say, <laughs> you've got so many knocks and bumps. Uh, well, hopefully no more knocks and bumps. Yeah, but uh, fingers crossed. Yeah, stay safe. <laughs> Louise, you. thanks so much for chatting with us this week. And yeah, if anyone's interested in taking up drum majoring, then definitely contact us here in the Rab Show, and we'll maybe put you in contact with Louise's drum majoring school. There you are. Thanks so much, Louise. Appreciate it. Thank, Thank you. you. There you are. Fantastic. European juvenile champion, drum major Louise Smyton of Klaus Kelt Pipe Band. Fantastic. So that does give you kind of an insight, really, as to why a lot of young folk here in Northern Ireland specifically are taking up drum majoring. Now, it is a bit of a current trend. Not only are we seeing it here in Northern Ireland, I know that was quite a focused conversation, uh, but also we're seeing signs of it happening around the world. We do know that there's a lot of drum majors there in Australia, New Zealand, South Africa. We're aware of a kind of a budding scene, I guess, in the US and Canada, and not to mention Scotland as well. There's loads of great competitive drum majors there coming through the ranks from, yeah, from no age. So, yeah, it does seem to be the cool thing to do at the moment is to lift the mace and try drum majoring. So, yeah, if you are any way curious at all, uh, if, if you want to get a drum major's mace and have a go, well, yeah, there's ample opportunity. There's so many different resources now, along with Louise's own school herself. Uh, there's so many different ways for you to learn how to drum major. So if you are anyway curious, as I've said there, you can contact us here in the Big Rab Show and we'll do our best to put you in contact with a tutor um, uh, close to you. Indeed, yeah. BigRabShow at gmail.com. There you are. So a massive thank you to Louise for joining us on the show this week. I know she was kind of nervous there. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll probably see that as we uh, we will put that uh, video up from that interview onto our YouTube channel. You can watch it back. And she was all kind of nervous and shy. But there you go. Uh, anyway, uh, right, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Another one is in the can, I have to say. But it was great kind of spending some time with some drum majors, wasn't it? Drum majors. Yeah, that we have spent quite a bit of time over the last few years focusing on the drum majoring world. And it's something that we do want to continue focusing on this incoming year. Uh, so, yeah, predominantly we have been focusing, I guess, on the adult competition. But now, uh, with the competition season fast approaching, we do hope to have more video footage, hopefully, of some of the lower grades. Some of our juvenile and our junior grades as well. If we can. Yeah, because keep in mind... We're a team of volunteers and a lot of us do compete on the day of a competition, so we can't be in three places at once. All right, we're going to do what we can to coordinate as best we can to cover this incoming season. Anyway, that's it, as I've said, for another Rab Show pod. Thank you all for tuning in, and no doubt we'll be back again next week for an another big Rab Show pod where we'll be talking about something really quite interesting. And, um... Uh... I don't know if I want to spoil it at this point, but if you're going to be tuning into Fuse next week, you might get a bit of a clue because uh, we're going to be playing music by the person we're going to be talking to. <clears throat> I'm not going to say any more. Next week's podcast is going to be a clinker. You're not going to want to miss it. All right. But for this week, thank you everyone for downloading. And don't forget to tell your mates about our wee show. And of course, you can check us out on Patreon, where there's that little button of support. And you can click on it and get your mates on all of the extras, including you would have got early access to that interview with drum major Louis Smyton there. There you go. All right, folks, I'm out the door. I will see you all in the next one. Until next week, all the best. Well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much for downloading this week. 
and a special thank you to our sponsor, G1 Reads. Played by bands around the world, they are the champion's choice. Check out g1reads.com for all of your piping needs. Don't forget to check out thebigrabshow.com to be kept up to date with all of the latest news and views from around the piping world. And also, check us out on Patreon. For five bucks a month, you can get your hands on tons of extra piping goodness and be a part of the Patreon faithful. So, until next week, folks, we'll see you right here on the Big Rab Show podcast. All the best.